Hello and welcome to episode 131 of the Rotten Reviews Podcast, where we're going to be watching and talking about Wishmaster 2, Evil Never Dies. That's as close as my voice is going to get to this. Even in the still sick state that I'm in, I'm a lot much better than the last time we recorded, which is actually just a couple days ago. Um, but yeah, I am still sick, and it is what it is. But we got a lot of videos still coming out. We got a lot of podcasts coming out. Um, this one's actually, I'm actually recording this on the uh, the Saturday night that the new episode just came out, uh, Leprechaun 2. Uh, it was funny, we were watching uh, Wishmaster 2 um, now. But yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy that podcast episode that just came out. Uh, it's already got a few listens to it. You know, I don't get hundreds to thousands of listens by any means that week, but it, it, I do enjoy seeing it getting views within a couple hours of it actually dropping. It means a lot to me. As long as I have a few people listening to this podcast, I'll keep doing it. I enjoy it. I enjoy watching movies, and I enjoy talking about them. And, uh... Yeah, I appreciate you guys for being along for the ride. I am actually kidless tonight, so I'm going to take full advantage of it. I've already watched the movie at hand. I'm going to record that tonight. I'm probably going to watch another movie in the early hours of the morning and record that one as well. So we'll be two weeks ahead. At least that's a game plan, at least. Uh, I just want to say thank you for everyone who's been listening to the podcast. Uh, if you guys could do me a favor, just share the podcast. Share it with your friends. Share it with your enemies. Share it with whoever, you know. Share it with your, your family members, your cousins, your boss. I don't care. Anyone. Anyone who might like movies especially movies that are like 70s 80s 90s some 2000s and uh yeah like i said mainly horror movies but we have been branching out to sci-fi comedy and action and we probably will branch out more because i enjoy branching out i like uh, keeping this podcast very broad with a broad selection of movies to watch and maybe we even fit in a uh, cartoon here and there we'll see how it goes um but like i said thank you for everything and thank you for checking out the youtube channel if you guys have been we've been uh growing there quickly uh, i think i just got another four or five subscribers today we we hit i think the 420 number or over the 420 number i can't really remember but we're almost at i think uh, 18,000 views for uh, the 28 day span um, and we're just at the beginning of, of the month so that's great um, yeah I appreciate it all uh, apparently people like the shorts a lot so we're going to try and up the shorts a bit I have a new camera setup and light setup so we'll be doing some uh, short art videos as well because I'm excited to be working on those and yeah hopefully you guys will enjoy them because I think they're a lot of fun that way you guys can see me you know do my little inking and whatnot. and I just did a video showing my post-it notes 
that I do every October. We're going to be uh, getting a head start on those. I'm going to be playing those out soon. I know October is still a long ways away, but I want to get the stuff planned out. And I might do some uh, sketches of those in between, you know, every now and then as well. It's not like I got enough on my table as it is with the weekly artwork for my daughter for her lunch pail. Then the weekly shorts and everything else and the, uh, the full gameplay video dropping every Wednesday, which is usually a different game every week. Uh, I have repeated games uh, every now and then, but not the next week over. I usually do a different game in between. That way, switching up the content a little bit. Uh, I would love to do like two gameplay videos a week, but at this point in time, I don't want to make it too crazy for me. I, I like having the back catalog so I don't have to worry about it too much. So, but enough of that. Uh, I sure you guys don't want to hear me talk about all that other stuff. You're here for the podcast. You're here to uh, listen to me talk about Wishmaster 2, Evil Never Dies, from 1999. It's rated R for an hour and 36 minutes. We watched it tonight on Tubi, uh, just because Tubi is a great app to have, and it's uh, free to watch a bunch of old horror movies. They got all the Puppet Master movies and stuff on it. So yeah, definitely check it out if you're, you guys aren't on it. But yeah, it was released on March 12th, 1999. Director is uh, Jack Shoulder. I honestly did not look up a single thing by him so I'll do that right now because I'm horrible for that so I feel a little silly for not knowing him but he was a director from Arachnid from 2001 he also did uh, the 1985 movie uh, you know A Nightmare on Elm Street 2 which I thought was crazy also something I really need to look up uh, he did an episode of the 2003 TV show Tremors which I didn't know there was a TV show so I'm not sure if that's somewhere I can watch it but I'm definitely going to search that out later tonight because uh, I'm definitely very curious about that he also did the two TV movie The Omen from 1995 as well. Uh, yeah, I gotta check those out. I, I've got The Omen collection anyways. And then also Mortal Kombat Conquest, which I don't think is good. It's a TV show from 1999. Also, he only did one episode as well. Um, but we'll, we'll check it out. I like Mortal Kombat. I like killing stuff. That's fun. Uh, but yeah, it also had a budget for $2.5 million. Uh, obviously from the film the film series Wishmaster. I think there's three or four of them. Could be wrong on that one. Don't quote me. Um, so there's four? So there's one that came out in 2002 called Wishmaster, The Prophecy Fulfilled. But there's another movie connected to it that says The Thousand Years of Longing from last year, which says it's connected to the Wishmaster. I don't know about that, but we'll look that out, look that up at some point in time. Because uh, if that's true, then there's five movies. But anyways, it's got a 5 out of 10 on IMDb, a whopping 9 percent on Rotten Tomatoes and 4.4 out of 5 on Amazon.ca. 87% of Google users like this film. So a quick synopsis. Uh, the evil Jin is awakened by a female thief, Morgana. During a botched robbery, he takes credit for the crime. Lems himself be put into prison so that he can offer twisted wishes to prisoners in return for their souls. If Morgana asks him for three wishes, then his race, the Jin, can take over Earth, killing all of humanity. Try to say that in the best Jin voice as I can. I'm I'm definitely no uh um god damn it, what's his name? Andrew Divoff, which on INDB he's Demarest. Yeah, I guess that's his real his character's name in human form. Um but yeah, taglines are or is I should say evil has summoned again. Fantasy horror genre. Uh let's see trivia Andrew Devoff, who plays the Jin in human form in this film and in the first Wishmaster film, does not blink when his eyes are visible. He does not blink even during scenes that his eyes are visible for two to three plus minutes. So some IMDB goof trivia. The first victim of the djinn wished he'd never been born and his wish was granted. That should mean that his girlfriend and everyone else who knew him should have their memory of him wiped clean. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true because throughout the whole movie she's kind of grieving over him. So yeah, I guess that really does make sense. And I guess in a 
alternate versions. Uh, finished video version is cut by 38 seconds. Ooh, that's that's great to know. That really doesn't make a goddamn difference. I gotta say though, uh, watching this movie in the first one, um, this is both I think a first time watch for me. Um, I watched the first one for the podcast a lot of episodes ago. I'm not really sure, um, but within like the hundreds or the, even maybe the 50s, I love this character of the Wishmaster from just the aesthetic looking of him, like the look of him. It looks really goddamn cool and Divoff or whatever however you pronounce his name Andrew Divoff uh, does a really good job voice acting and just creating the character and bringing him to life sounds really really cool uh, definitely highly recommend checking it out even though I give my uh, reviewing of the movie at the end I'm just letting you know now I love the character a lot and this is also an artisan picture um, but that being said let's get right into the movie presents Saturday Night at the Movies the television series which each week brings you the finest in recent motion pictures Tonight, whatever you desire, he can deliver. Whatever you imagine, he will invent. All you have to do is say the word. I wish. For one wish, some will surrender their souls. I claim that which is old. How many souls does he have? And others. You must spend eternity in his hell? Then help us! Help yourself! We'll fight for their lives. Shall we dance? You wanna explain this to me? You needed to chill out. My kingdom will reign on this earth. Prepare yourself for the next level of terror. Make your wishes. Wishmaster 2, evil never dies. The movie starts off with this shot of some sort of old statue and then we pan around the room and we can tell it's some kind of museum or art museum or some sort and we zoom in on this painting of a girl and then we see this exacto knife blade cutting the picture out of the frame and we can tell it's uh, it's a robbery. It's an art thief. And then the alarm gets tripped and we see a security guard coming in and starts shooting at the thieves and then the statue gets broken and we see this piece of the statue with a red gem inside of it and Morgana actually grabs the stone out of it to take it and puts it in her shirt. Uh, they're trying to escape down the stairwell and one of the the other security guards comes in and shoots the main guy who Morgana's uh, boyfriend or whatever or actually no he before that he shoots Morgana and she drops to the ground and then the guy gets all pissed off thinking that she's dead and shoots back and then um, she, she pulls the gem out of her chest and that apparently stopped the bullet and then it starts to like burn her hand as she's holding it and then it breaks into two pieces then another guard shows up and a shootout happens and the one art thief is bleeding up against the wall her boyfriend is and then she kills the cop that shot him and later on in the movie she's gonna feel bad for that because he has a kid or a wife and two kids I think it is uh, but yeah she leaves the room and then as that stone she left on the ground it's starting to beat red and it's like starting to come alive but it's like on the wall now it's got like this weird mucus looking stuff around it and the whole picture is turning red and then the bleeding thief uh, his name is Derek and the wishmaster starts coming out of the wall uh, saying he can help him the wishmaster tells him he can end his pain and grief uh, giving him never ending life if he wishes the pain to go away we see Derek screaming in pain as he wishes to never be born I guess I didn't get that exact line. I didn't hear that exact line, but that's what apparently happens. And we see him like shaking a lot, getting younger and younger to the point where we see him as a baby. And then we see nothing but just a pile of clothes. Then we see the cops showing up ready to go in the museum and we cut and see the Wishmaster now 
in his full body form because when he was coming out of the wall, he's kind of crawling like a like a, a slug with just like two giant arms, kind of like a Freddy Cougar kind of looking thing. Uh, definitely different, but he's now in his full human form. And then we see the cop telling the Wishmaster to freeze, and then the Wishmaster makes just like, oh, that's your wish. Even though I don't think he wishes for it at all, he just tells him to freeze. Anyways, then the Wishmaster makes the cop pretty much freeze, and then we cut to see the cop, and he's just a pretty much an icicle. Uh, then we see two other cops searching, and then they come across their frozen partner who's aiming his gun into a different room. They walk into that room, we see the Wishmaster in his human form, and the cops ask him to explain what happened and they're putting him in arrest and he's just like oh he had to chill out as they're putting him in handcuffs then we see morgana uh, at home as she's crying as she's like loading a gun i'm not sure if she's planning to kill herself because her boyfriend's dead now or what she's planning to do but she's freaking out and breaking stuff in her apartment because you know i guess the the man of her dreams just got killed in front of her uh then we see the wishmaster being questioned at the police station where he's uh taking the blame for the earth thief and uh killing the security guard and whatnot because this is his way of rescuing Morgana so that she'll make the wishes essentially or so he can get to prison even though I don't know if he knows what prison is because he's from a different uh, universe altogether but whatever it is what it is and then the wishmaster while he's being questioned gives the cops no answers at all so the point he's getting pissed off and he calls in another cop to take him away to the holding cell because he just doesn't want to deal with him at all he's like you're just taking me around in circles and making me want like trying to make me want to wish stuff and I don't want to wish stuff I just want you to shut the hell up and give me answers then Morgana uh uh, sees a news reporter on the TV saying that the Wishmaster, they're going by his real name, or his given character name, um, which is what was it, uh, Demarest or something? Demarest? Demarest. Yeah, that's the real name. We're just going to call him Wishmaster throughout the movie. Uh, and like I said always before, I'm going to be spoiling this. I should have said that at the beginning of the, the review, but if you guys don't want to be spoiled in a movie that came out a long time ago, uh, you can definitely pause it now and go watch the Tubi and then come back. But uh, yeah, we're going to get back into the discussion of the movie. But yeah, now Morgana's all pissed off because she's like, no, he didn't. He didn't kill the security guard. I, I killed the security guard. He didn't do the robbery. I, I did the robbery. Why is this random guy taking the blame for everything when we didn't see any other guy there? We then see the Wishmaster in a holding cell with some other guys. And this one guy, of course, is getting all pissed off him. He's like prant like walking back and forth in the cell, just pissed off. He's got a lot of anger issues. I can understand, you know, if you're in a jail cell and maybe it's, you're just having a bad day or something. Uh, probably don't piss off on the guy, piss the guy off that looks crazy because... Uh, Wishmaster looks crazy. I'm just going to put that out there. But then he mentions how he wants his shoes and... The Wishmaster's like, yeah, I can tell you're a very powerful man and you can do better than wishing for a pair of shoes. And the Wishmaster says if uh, he'll grant any wish for him and if the wish comes true, then he pretty much owns him. And then, of course, the guy wishes that he can walk right through the, the bars like they're not there and walk right out the front door and be out of jail. And that's when the Wishmaster says, well, I guess your wish is going to come true. And then, literally, we see the guy get pushed up against the bars and his body is getting squeezed through the bars as we see, like, his skull crushing and his shoulders crushing and everything and he gets ripped right out of the cell and he's laying face down on the ground dead of course because you know his body's been crushed essentially and yeah there's blood everywhere and it's a pretty cool kill um, not gonna lie and then we see Morgana having a nightmare the entire time this is happening because anytime someone dies by the Wishmaster's hand she always has nightmares uh, related to it which happened in the, the original movie as well then we hear the Wishmaster say you woke me now finish the prophecy then we see Morgana at church uh, praying we find out this is when we originally find out her name is Morgana which I thought was really weird and we find out the priest uh, knows her and knows she's nothing but trouble essentially uh, so she's there wondering if he believes in the devil and then she goes on about the guy who died saying that she loved him uh derek that being his name and 
then it seems like she used to be with the priest at one point. Or maybe this is a different guy. I don't know. She's nothing but trouble, though. Then we uh, jet cut to the jail. And it seems like, um, well, maybe it's a prison now, actually. But it seems like the yard of this prison is, like, on top of the building. Because it does. It looks like we see, like, a skyline behind it. I could be wrong. Maybe it's just a, the, how, the way this, the shot is set up. But it literally looks like they're on the roof of the building for their yard. And then we see two guys sitting down talking. And then um, the Wishmaster, of course, cuts in, you know, because he overhears him pitching about his lawyer. And then the one guy gets up and pretty much threatens to rip the Wishmaster's tongue out. The Wishmaster says, I overheard you saying you wish your lawyer to go fuck himself. He says he can make it happen. And then Tiny Lister, of all people, is a security prison guard, which I think is awesome. Uh, I, I like him a lot. If you guys don't know what he's in, uh, shame on you. But yeah, he's probably best known for his role in Friday and then also Lord Nicky, at least for me. Those are the two movies I think of the most. And then I think there's also uh, No Holds Barred with Hulk Hogan. Uh, he plays Zeus. But yeah, that's that's more I know him the most from. Then another group of guys confront um, the Wishmaster. They're clearly like the head guy who is like the kingpin of the prison. He Nothing else happens in his prison because it's his spot unless it goes through him. And then he's got his two little crowdy lackeys with him, which is really weird. But whatever. Uh, but then he pretty much says, I'll be watching you. I'm going to be watching the whole time. Nothing happens in here. So if you're making deals and not letting me in on it, I'm going to find out about it. And then we see the guy who was wishing for his lawyer to go fuck himself in a meeting with his actual lawyer and his lawyer is going over with some good news that he has for him he's like hey i've you know i got some friends in the court system i'm actually going to get you out of jail prison i should say and you're gonna gonna have anything against you you know you're gonna get right out and that's when the the lawyer starts having some pain and that's when we see his body like contorting and his legs are behind him and we hear a, a, a whacking sound and it's really weird but you can just guess what's happening to him because of what the guy wished for and then he starts freaking out smacking on the door and the guard comes in and they both just watch as this guy's getting rammed from behind by himself which is really weird and he dies from it i'm not going to say anything more about it but i guess i've already said everything about it anyway so we're going to go on to the next part of this movie because that's weird then morgana wakes up it uh, in bed because uh, she sees like the Wishmaster's arm coming right at her face and she wakes up all sweaty and stuff. Then it's like she can't sleep so she starts looking up the statue that broke in the museum and then we see the priest is stopping in to check on her and she's not like fully dressed and he's kind of staring at her because they had like a thing together. And then Morgana says she thinks her guy is dead but there's no reports on TV at all about finding a dead body other than the security guards at the museum and then that's when she's like this guy who's taking the blame for it, he wasn't even there and the priest is like well you gotta go you know you gotta go let them know you gotta let the guy out he's in prison serving for it he's an innocent man but it's like no no and then she mentions how she's the one that killed the security guard and how he had a wife and two kids because she saw it on the news report as well and then she mentions how the wishmaster is uh taking the blame for the killing and that's when the priest wants her to can go confess that way the wishmaster can get out of prison which not a good idea uh, we see the wishmaster in the laundry room and he, it seems like some of the mates are kind of scared of him and they want to stay away but of course this one guy comes over to talk to him uh which is like this russian guy i, I forget his name I, I really do to be honest with you i could be wrong i'm probably going to pronounce this wrong but i'm pretty sure the russian's name is hostika but we're just going to call him russian laundry guy because that's much easier to say and then he mentions how word is going around the prison that he's the devil and apparently everyone knows it then we see the prisoner say he wants to help the devil if he helps him get out of you know out of prison because he wants out of prison as well he says they can help each other essentially out and that's when tiny 
breaks up the conversation and we see Morgana is at the prison getting ready to sit down to talk to the Wishmaster through the like phone booth area. He greets her by her name and she's just wondering how he knows his name and that's when he says he met her at the art gallery and she claims she was never there. He says he was hidden at the art gallery. She wants to know what happened to her boyfriend. Okay, Mary, his name is Eric. I put Eric down. I thought it was Derek by memory, but whatever. It is what it is. Uh, he's like, he had a regressive condition essentially uh she wants to know what fulfill the prophecy means and he says you will learn that once the time is right uh then we have one of the prisoners complaining about a guy who was in the cell with him who now is out and apparently he's hooking up with his girlfriend and he's not happy about it, so he wants to make a wish to make that guy disappear and the wish is like well it's gonna cost you a soul and a pack of smokes because i gotta make my deals here in prison and then the big honcho from the prison uh comes over and his half his essentially his rent for allowing the wishmaster to do his business in prison and the big guy wants his drugs to get wasted and then the two guys accompanying him start hitting him and that's the wishmaster controlling them because that's his wish to get wasted pounded into the ground he says stuff like that and the two guys two guys because they know karate they start kicking him in the head and pounding him to the point where he falls back into like a stove i think and then tiny lister has to come over and break it up and he takes the two karate guys out with like one hit apiece and then he yells at the head guy because he's like oh you can't even handle yourself and that's when tiny gets pissed off at the wishmaster because like, every time there's trouble in my prison you're around and i'm sick and tired of it so he decides to push the wishmaster in the hole for a week or whatever time it is i'm not really too sure uh, we see the wishmaster in the hole as morgana is doing research on him and she finds out about the stone and then a big gust of wind comes through her apartment and all the paperwork and everything that she has all starts blowing around she's like ah god damn it now i gotta clean this up and then we see the next day uh, she's talking to her priest friend and explaining everything from the statue breaking and to the stone that broke on her body from the gunshot and how it got red and everything. Then we see Morgana and the priest on a bus here to go to the prison because he's going to talk to the wishmaster. They pretty much tell him to leave her alone because he's causing them trouble. And we see Tiny getting the wishmaster out of the hole. This time we see the priest is the lucky one to sit down and talk with the wishmaster on the phone. The priest tells him to leave her alone. And he says, is that your wish? And then the Wishmaster makes a comment about how the father just wants a piece of her ass as well. Then the Wishmaster talks in Morgana's voice as the father is leaving and getting ready to walk away. He just looks back at him. He's like very confused and shocked and a little bit nervous as to what's going on. And then we cut to Morgana in the shower and then we have a jump scare as the Wishmaster shows up in his full like monster form outside of her curtain, which she can see right through. And then he disappears and she gets all out and she's looking around kind of shocked and confused, but he's nowhere to be seen. We find out they are reading that the Wishmaster needs 1,001 souls and then once that is complete it then needs the person who awoken him to grant three wishes and then the jinn are able to take over the world and destroy humanity essentially then the priest says the one thing she is not to do is to wish for anything at all they mentioned only someone who is pure can send him back to his own world and she's like oh god damn i got it some work to do because i am far from being pure uh, this is gonna be an issue then we see morgana in a white gown in the kitchen as she's getting ready to cut off her pinky or a couple fingers with a kitchen knife for some reason i don't understand i might have missed something at this point in time because she does cut off fingers i don't know why essentially she does it i don't know how cutting off your fingers is gonna make it pure i know like that's a yakuza thing when you fuck up you, you lose a couple fingers but i don't she's not yakuza at all 
so I don't know what she's doing that for, but whatever, we'll just go with it. And then we see a guard in the museum find a duffel bag full of the, all the stolen art, and he's all like, oh shit, it's been here the whole time. Well, it's actually her, she returned it, but I don't know why she's cutting off her fingers on the one hand, I don't understand. Uh, then we see the Wishmaster playing checkers with the Russian laundry guy, and from earlier and he's he wants to pretty much walk out the front gate and get out of prison altogether and he, he wants the witch master is going to wish it true of course and then of course tiny comes over to break it up again and the entire time the wish master is smiling at him and then tiny wishes to slow dance with him for one minute alone and then they teleport to the red room and we see tiny lister looking face on with the wish master in his full monster form and he looks like he's about ready to cry and poop himself because he's so scared and then we see tiny questioning the russian laundry guy but the voice is now not tiny anymore it's actually the wishmaster voice he's somehow making himself look like tiny lister i don't know if that's a power that he can always do i can't remember from the first movie at all but he wishes for he asked the russian guy if that's why he wants his wish to be the walk right out the front gate and he says yes and then the front gate opens up and they apparently walk out of the front gate together and then later on a guard finds the actual tiny lister dead in another room like pretty much destroyed in pieces or at least mutilated of some sort. Then we see Morgana showing up at the church uh, and the guy's asking what happened to her hand and she mentions, you know, just trying to be pure and then she mentions that the Wishmaster had gotten out of prison and that he was apparently accompanied by a Russian guy and then we cut and see the Russian laundry guy and the Wishmaster sitting together at some kind of Russian club and then there's a bunch of drunk Russians, especially the laundry guy. It uh, goes around telling everyone that the Wishmaster is the devil and he can grant them anything they want. Then we see the head Russian guy, Pushkin, come into the club and the laundry guy pretty much you know bows down like a little bitch and he he doesn't seem to like american people because he's just looking at the back of the Wishmaster's head, he's like, oh, American, huh? Pretty much walks away. We find out everyone is scared of Pushkin because of he's like the big mafia boss, the big Russian mafia boss. And we find out the laundry guy wants to be the big boss as well. And the Wishmaster's like, well, I can't break the rules. You've already made your wish. And only one person gets one wish. And that's how it works. The Wishmaster tries to get Pushkin to make a wish. But he claims there's nothing that he needs. He doesn't need his money because he's already got money. He doesn't need the wish for fame because he's already fame. And he doesn't need any of the other crap because he's already got it. So there's nothing that he wants. That's when the uh, the laundry guy mentions about some guy named Mustafa that apparently is out of the reach of Pushkin, which pisses him off. Uh, so then Pushkin wishes for Mustafa's head, but he doesn't actually get his head like severed. Uh, Pushkin's head actually changes to Mustafa's head and his two guards get all scared. I start pointing the the guns at Pushkin, like, oh, it's actually Pushkin. What, what? Or it's actually Mustafa. It's like, no, it's it's Pushkin with Mustafa's head. And it's all confusing, and they start freaking out, and then they drag him off. And now nowhere, we, the the laundry guy's like, ha, I'm the boss. Like, I don't think it works that way. I'm pretty sure there's probably other people above you, before you, and everything else, because you seem like a uh, dumbass. You seem like Roman Bellic from GTA 4, but that's besides the point. And he's not very intelligent at all. And you seem like you're just about the same level as him. So let's calm it down a little bit. Little, little buddy. And then we find out the Wishmaster still needs another 800 more souls to be able to conquer humanity. Then Morgana comes in and to shoot the Wishmaster, who's in his human form. She shoots him, but he then changes into his monster form, and he's not injured at all, and he pretty much says it's funny that she thought 
she could actually kill him because that's not going to happen. And then she runs off scared and we find her in the church crying. Uh, she's breaking down because she feels she's too weak and unpure to make the wish master return to his home. Uh, we then see Morgana and the priest showing up to talk to the Russian laundry guy in the club. And the Russian pulls out a gun and says if Morgana is dead, then she can't wish the world into hell. And he shoots her in the stomach, but she doesn't bleed at all because apparently she's like insured by the wish master. So she can't die at all because she needs to make the three final wishes so that you know everything he wants can come alive so she pretty much got like a, a safety shield bubble all around her just like the wishmaster does and then we see the wishmaster in a casino getting a tour by i forget the guy's name but it's like the owner of the, the casino and then later that night the russian laundry guy called morgana and tells her she must go where the wishmaster is and that he's got a flight booked up for her and the priest and then we see who's on the airline it's not actually the russian laundry guy it's just the wishmaster using his voice to pretty much lure her in we see the wishmaster sitting in a big office where he's looking at the stone and then it disappears and then we see everyone still in the casino going crazy and then the casino owner is walking around uh, and he's wondering what the hell is going on as he's talking to some of the other clerks because everyone in the casino is winning and it's going to lose him a lot a lot of money and he's not very happy about it at all and then we see the wishmaster in his uh, monster form holding the stone as he's starting to take the souls from their bodies as we see a bunch of people starting to die from the prisoner who wish for his lawyer to be dead to uh pushkin and a bunch of other people dying as their souls gets ripped out of their body we th then see morgana and the priest showing up to the casino they go right to the office where the wishmaster is because they obviously know where he's staying i don't know how that works out but it does then we see them talking to the wishmaster and he tells her she can make three wishes her first wish is to make him disappear but he says that one doesn't count you can't actually wish for me to disappear because that's not in the rule book she wishes for him to go back into the stone but he's like that's not it either you can't wish for anything to happen to me because that's not how this game works then the priest pulls out a cross and the wishmaster acts like he's all scared of it but it doesn't affect him at all he just laughs it off and then the wishmaster changes the look of the room and it's like a fiery hell looking area and then we see the priest is now attached to the cross looking like jesus she asks for the priest to be released so he is he's dropped down to the ground but he's also released of his full life as well because we then see him die in general she wants to know how to wish him away and he comes back saying that she's starting to piss him off now he wants her to make her three wishes so they can get on with the process we see the scene change again where the wishmaster is trying to make ross the casino owner wish for something he wishes to see this nightmare come to an end and that's when we see all the the bars coming down the windows and the doors and everyone gets locked inside the casino which becomes a very fun part of the movie because uh we then see one guy drop to the ground he's literally like split in pieces as his body's getting like ripped apart and then he, the wishmaster walks by one girl and says she crapped out while playing the game and that's when a bunch of coins start falling on her ass and she dies by like coins coming out of her a bunch of the other casino games starting to kill people then the wishmaster goes on to morgana and asks her if she wishes to see more she then wishes the man she shot was alive again and the security guard from the beginning of the movie uh we see a black and white shot of her or like him coming into his home and the kids greeting him so i'm assuming that wish comes true and she wishes for it and then touches the stone that's in the wishmaster's hand and repeats a saying which i'm not going to repeat because i didn't write it down because i didn't know how to spell it properly and i'm not looking it up because 
I, I just don't do that. And then she keeps repeating it while holding onto the stone. And then she, she rips the stone out of the Wishmaster's hand. And she's holding it as she keeps repeating the saying. And then the Wishmaster's body starts to shake as the souls start leaving his body. And to the point where we see the Wishmaster's soul coming out of his body at the end. And getting sucked into the stone. And then he's sealed away in his own personal prison again. Then we see a shot of the Wishmaster inside the stone as the shot starts to pan out. And then it just ends on a, a shot of the red stone. And then the movie ends and the credits start to roll. And that's the end of the Wishmaster 2. Evil never dies. Which it doesn't die. It just gets stuck in its own little personal hell. Um, but yeah, fun movie. I Like I said at the beginning, I really enjoy these first two movies in the Wishmaster series. I will watch the third and fourth one. And maybe the what might be the fifth one at some point in time. But not right now. Uh, but yeah, the concept and the look of the Wishmaster I think is really awesome. And I definitely I like it a lot. I think it looks really, really cool. And uh, something I want to draw more of. I think I've drawn them once on uh, one of my uh, post-it note series pieces for for my Sketchoween series that I do each and every October. Uh, it's my own version of Inktober, but yeah, that's besides the point. We'll talk about that more once it comes close to that time. But yeah, um, my rating for this movie, I enjoyed it a lot on the rotten scale of 10. I'm going to give it a 7.5. Um, it's got some good kills. Pacing's great, and Divoff does a great job being the, the Wishmaster. I love his voice. It's amazing. I wish I had that kind of voice for a podcast. It would sound really cool, to be honest with you. But that's besides the point. Um, yeah, which uh, brings us to a movie we're going to watch next week. Uh, it's going to be another movie that's on Tubi because I kind of just scrolled through the horror section for a while. And it's going to be a movie that uh, actually is based off of, I think, the first movie we did in the series. I think the first movie we did was Maximum Overdrive for the podcast. Uh, we're going to bring it back to another Stephen King movie about killer vehicles. And we're going to watch Trucks from 1998. It's a made-for-TV movie. Uh, I haven't watched it in a few years. I think it's a fun movie. And I highly recommend checking it out. It's free on Tubi. Uh, it's only like an hour and a half, I think, at most. So uh, you don't get the cool goblin head truck in this one. But it's still a fun movie nonetheless. So hopefully you guys will check that one out as well. I appreciate it if you guys do. And as always, if you guys made it this I appreciate you and I, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. I, I'm so glad that I have so many people who are sticking around for this podcast and that we've gotten to like episode 131, I think it is, or 132. I could be wrong. I don't know. It's It's been a long night. It's almost midnight right now at this point of this recording and we're going to be doing another one probably at like 7 o'clock in the morning. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a long one. But um, thank you all. And if you guys could, just you know, leave a review where you can. Leave a star rating on Spotify. Uh, hit that share button. That that helps me out a lot. If you guys can share it with your friends, family members, coworkers, and whatnot. Or, you know, evil scientists, whatnot. I don't know. Whatever. Share it with your dog. Maybe your dog will like it. Um, but yeah, I appreciate it. And thank you guys all. Make sure to follow me on all social medias. Little links will be down below. But it's at Typhonstein. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Facebook, uh, YouTube being the big one. We're pushing that YouTube page a lot. Uh, I'm hoping to hit a thousand subs maybe by the end of the year. If sooner, that'd be amazing. But we're going to shoot for the end of the year and uh, hopefully we'll get that, you know, that thousand hour watch stuff as well. That way we can start making some moolah on there. That will help the podcast. That way I can get a new mic system and a bunch of other stuff that I would want to get at some point in time. Uh, but yeah, thank you again. I appreciate you guys all. Make sure to check out the outro band. As always, it's Trauma Based Horror Band. Uh, Blood Opera. You can find all their links down below as well. But the main things you can find them on is uh, Spotify, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud. Uh, like I said, all their links will be down below. And uh, yeah, enjoy their, their Candyman song at the outro of this episode. Until next time, I'll talk to you guys all later. Peace! Whisper in the clouds.